All right, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Very special guest, an old friend. We've only met once, but boy, did we have a good time. We ate some good food. It is no one other than George Martinez. You can check out his YouTube channel, Vegas Must Try. It's awesome. It is the worst thing to watch when you're hungry, but it's the best thing to watch when you're getting ready to go to Vegas and you want to know where to eat, what to do, what you want to try, just like the title says, right, George? Um, so I appreciate you coming on, man. I, we were just kind of, we did a little bit of catching up, but I just, you know, what's what's been going on? How have you been? And we'll get into, you know, how, what Vegas has been like, but kind of what's been uh, the day-to-day for you through the last, it's almost been a half of year, half a year of COVID. It's crazy. Yeah, man, it flew by. And uh, first of all, thanks for having me. That's, of course. Uh, um, super cool for, uh, for the invite. And uh, yeah, man, Vegas uh, has uh, been one of the hardest hit places. Uh, as you know, I mean, you you frequent here quite, you know, you, you come every every so often. I see you here doing that, yeah. doing some cool, uh, some cool interviews. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Vegas got hit pretty hard. I have a, I did a video uh, within my time. I squeezed in a video of being on the strip and recording how everything looked empty. And it was, you know, it was quite, um, it was quite the scene. It was like, uh, like if you were going to Disneyland at night when it's completely <laughs> shut down, it's like a place that's so lively and so uh, active. You know, there's like music performers and people walking around. There was like absolutely nobody. There was like only people there that were locals, also admiring that it was empty. Yeah, but it was, it was nothing like it's always. Uh, like, like we're used to now things are uh, opening back up and I would say everything is back to normal ish. Like everything is operating, but you know, people are still wearing masks and there's still a lot of, uh, you know, um, like there's still a lot of rules, you know, 50% capacity at some places at day clubs, for example, they're always at max capacity, but oh, yeah. only 50%, which is, you know, good and bad, you know, we're, we're still, we're trying to work through things. Yeah, how does that work out? So, like, I am at, like some of those places, the cover charges can get pretty crazy. Have those like risen now since it's like, or is it kind of the same because they I can only so. fill so many a, people? Yeah, I have a couple of my buddies that work at day clubs, and they tell me. So obviously, the cabanas are spaced out, like uh, like open and closed, and uh, the the day beds as well. And uh, they tell me that it's not as cheap as the, it used to be. Like people are actually, you know, there's first of all, there's no comps. You know, when, right. when you know someone here in Vegas, they kind of like they hook you up and, you know, we'll get you a bottle or whatever. There's like not a lot of comps going around because, you know, people can't afford to be losing money. And the small space that they do have, people are buying it. So there's really no need for comps. Usually comps is, you know, you have 10 girls. Uh, yeah. You put them in a, in a cabana and they, the place looks lively. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, the prices are still relatively high. And the pool deck itself also has a capacity. So I'm sure they're like making their money's worth, although who knows if that's enough. You know, you can't have like a huge DJ come by and sell out the place. And that's that's usually where they get their money from. Right. Yeah. I mean, I never root for anyone to lose. And obviously there's been s- such tough times. But for the first time in forever, Vegas is losing. Ve- the yeah. house always wins. <laughs> Vegas always wins. They're losing. The house always wins. But this time, you know, they're getting the. They're getting their butts kicked. I actually saw on uh, on Instagram that I believe the Aria, what's the, uh, yeah, like uh, now in August, the Aria, uh, probably all MGM um, uh, casinos just let go of a ton of employees. So like front desk personnel and like supervisors and managers and stuff like that, they just did a ton of layoffs. And, you know, it's very sad. I mean, a lot of my friends that um, 
were kind of just waiting for them to come back to work and you know they told them not to uh luckily my mom she went to the aria and she was able to you know to get called back but you know a lot of my friends didn't so Gosh. it's a it's interesting it's an interesting dynamic man it's uh the new normal is going to be a little a little wild here in vegas yeah so, so what do you do outside of all of your video creation do you do other things something that's in, in something similar do you, or do you do something completely different yeah, so my video creation is really just a hobby that I do once in a while, like especially now. Uh, so I come from a marketing background. I, you know, I went to school here at UNLV, and um, I got a, a marketing a marketing job here at one of the local agencies. And I mean, I wasn't too crazy about it. It was fun. It just wasn't like really my thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, then after that, I went to one of the day clubs here at the Mandalay Bay. And that was cool, you know. I saved up enough money. Uh, me and my buddy, uh, fraternity brother, which you're Orlando too, right? Yes, sir. Sir, all right, yeah, love it. So uh, from from the local chapter, um, we got together and we decided to open up a food truck, and uh, it's called the Raging Tacos. We've been going oh, since yeah. basically the beginning of the year. So you know, we just took the got the short end of the stick and decided to open up a, a business the year that COVID, you know, slapped the whole world. But hey, we're still hanging in there. Uh, things are looking pretty good for us uh, so far. But primarily, I would say, you know, 60 hours a week or 50 to 60 hours a week go to the business. And if and when I have time, I squeeze in a video here and there. Yeah, that, that answers my first question because I saw that that was your latest video with the Raging Tacos food truck. You call it the yeah. best food truck in Vegas. And I saw it was linked up in your bio, I was excited. I'm like, oh, do you have some sort of, you know, partnership with them or whatever? But you're the man yeah. behind it. Like that answers my question why it's the best too. But yeah. I was checking out the pictures. I checked out the video. I mean, you know, me being, you know, I'm from Ohio. That's where I am now, but I live in Arizona. And you, when you spend time out in the, you know, the Southwest, West coast, we do Mexican food pretty good out there. It looks, I mean, go check it out. I'm talking to the listeners right now. Go check it out. Cause the pictures I, it was my, I just ate and I was still mouthwatering. I mean, it looks really, really good. Yeah, man. I think I think we have uh, some good product and uh, we've had pretty good reviews so far. So the, the business itself, you know, it is uh, it is thriving. I would say it's like growing at a at a good pace. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we get pretty good reviews. At sometimes, you know, when we first opened, it was like month one, uh, probably going to be like the fourth week. I was just sitting there and I'm like, damn, like we're not busy, like what's going on? And then I would just make myself a taco out eat it. I'm like, you know, this is good. Yeah, like people people are gonna come. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 a matter of like the word getting out. And yeah, like little by little, you know, we're building up to that. That's good. So while we're on that topic, plug the uh the Instagram for Raging Tacos and where the food truck's at. Right. So it's a uh, Raging Tacos L V and we're usually on Maryland and Tropicana, uh here in Las Vegas. It's really close to uh the university. Uh, but we're kind of going around town, uh, trying out different spots. But it's usually like our home base. Um, and right now we're at, uh, I think this next week coming up for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to be on Blue Diamond and Durango. Uh, you know, just because there's a ton of food trucks that park right there. And yeah. last time we did that last week and we got super packed. So Great. we might just follow the money, you know. Good. That's what you do. You're close to the university. So UNLV, if you're listening, let's let's make them the, the let's get them in the, in, in the basketball arena during the during the Rebels games, get them out there for summer league and everything. Let's get the tacos going because I'm I mean, I'm serious. I mean, they look really good. I mean, I, I'm like everyone else, so I love Mexican food. I mean, it was it looks awesome. Yeah, man, thank you. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. So let's back up and kind of talk about the time that we met. So we have 
our mutual friend uh, there. I was just, that was, it was kind of funny. That was my very first trip with the Daily Dropout. I literally just started doing the interviews uh, when we did that. That would have been like October 2018, like very end of October, early November, maybe. Yeah. And I remember the World Series was going on, right? Yes, with yes. The Dodgers against the Red Sox. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the night, that was the particular game, because I saw it on the, I rewatched the video and it was on TV. So they had a crazy game. The Red Sox ended up winning. It went like 18 innings. It was like seven and a half hours. I'm pretty sure it was that game because we were watching it. I'm like, oh my God, this game's going on forever. Never ending. <laughs> yeah. And then I went out to interview and I was out to like all hours of the night. And then I check and I'm like, the game had just ended. I'm like, what happened? They played, they literally played two baseball games that night. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a pretty wild ending. And I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but yeah. you know, anytime you get into sports and competition, and obviously a big game like that, it just you just feel the atmosphere. And it, it was it was wild, dude. It was a uh, it was definitely memorable. Yeah. Speaking of atmosphere, you know, it, it can be tough to get atmosphere if you're not at the game. But the place that we were at, the still at the Mirage, I still remember yeah. that place. I. I don't know. I just thank you again for the hookup. I don't know how you did it, who you know, what you know, kind of backdoor action that you had going on there. But that place, it was really cool. The food was super good, and it was just—I don't know what else to say other than it was just the, the place is just really cool. You know, the the the, the scenery, the ambiance, just the atmosphere, everything. It was a great place to watch a game, to hang out, have a drink, and just enjoy. You know, your classic, you know, bar food. Yeah. And it's a great atmosphere for uh it's like a caveman right you yeah. walk in you know it's like obviously a ton of beers of great food like the staff you know pretty girls walking around it's just like management is great and uh, yeah i actually i actually used to work there uh way back uh when i was like in still in college and i still happen to know like i knew a couple people in there and you know management really liked me so we just uh just asked them hey you know i got a couple buddies in town and then after that i think we went to um one oak uh, yeah, we went in there, and uh, what's so funny is that we had Big Dawes, yeah. and um, I was like, hey, it was really late, I think. It was, like, once just to walk in and get a table, and I was like, hey, like, could you let us in? Like, we're just, you know, just trying to show them around, and uh, I happened to know one of the people, that one of the guys there, and uh, but the main guy, like, the main security guy was like, nah, like, you guys can fuck off, and I was like, hey, uh, come on, man. Like, uh, and then um, I was like, oh, like, you know, Big Dawes is, like, you know, some pretty, pretty big guy, like, on the internet, and uh is like, it might benefit if he comes in and like uh, does some like free marketing for you guys. And yeah. then he's like, uh, he's like, I, I don't know him. And then some guys, like a group of guys, walked up. They're like, Oh, is that Big Dawes? Yo, what's up? And it's like, uh, like that's all the credentials that he needed. It's like, all right, you guys can come in. Yes, <laughs> it perfect time. That's so funny. It happened to us because when we went for uh, Dawson's, what did he call it? He was his, oh, his Dachler, his Dachler, because it was. He, he had been married, but it was right before he had a kid. So he called it his bachelor. Yeah, I think we, I remember that. It was last last year? Yeah, I, I want to say May. It was in, it was, I was, after I was done with school. So it would have been in the summer. So it, it wasn't June yet. So it was like, I think his birthday is kind of like middle to end of May. So we went that weekend. And um, same thing. We went into One Oak and we just walked right in because one of the dudes was like, oh, what's up? So it was like, it was really, it was so I guess One Oak is just the place. Just make sure he's in the vicinity and it's just going to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you guys, he can walk around with uh, with like some actors and just always yell for his name. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Get in anywhere. Yes, just as a backup. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let, let's, so we kind of, okay, we told that backstory there. Um, but I want to ask you about this. Now, 
when 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 people hear Vegas or think of Vegas, I mean, obviously they think you know like the Hangover movie. They think crazy like drinking, partying, you know, strippers, gambling, all, all of this stuff. You know, the the nine ninety nine breakfast buffets, steak and eggs, all of that stuff. But and and I kind of make fun of it too. We all make fun of it when we go to Vegas sometimes because sometimes there's the you know like Gordon like Hell's Kitchen is legit, right? Like that's an awesome restaurant. But it's you know it's kind of funny like they can just shoot up the prices because they just throw. Gordon Ramsay's name in front of fish and chips or burger, right? And it's just kind of yeah. like the brand recognition. It's kind of, and the and the lines are always huge, and people maybe that are kind of from the outside. It's kind of a touristy thing to get do almost a little bit, but I feel like, especially because where Vegas is at, you know, just kind of in the middle of the desert. There, do you feel like the food scene in Vegas is underrated? Because there's like legit really awesome spots to eat in Vegas for fine dining. And then obviously there's some really elaborate upscales breakfast buffets where there's fresh seafood flown in and it's just incredible. Do you feel like the, the, the food scene is like underrated in Vegas, especially since so many tourists come and they're not really coming there for, you know, food per se, I guess. Yeah, no, I think a hundred percent. And in Vegas, I think has to be recognized as one of the hot spots you know, for of places to eat, uh, for for two reasons. One, you have the very um, very dynamic of the fine dining, which is on the strip. You know, you can you know you have to win at you know ridiculous prices, or you can go to Chinatown and go to like a little you know Vietnamese spot, and the the, the just the diversity here is crazy. Uh, so yeah, there's there's that you know like you can find fine dining, and it's also like a local town. You know, there's two million people here in the valley, so. You know, it's, it's a pretty big number of people here. And the other thing was that the diversity of, for example, UNLV was like, I, I think was the, the most diverse university of all. So like you're walking around, you see, you know, you see Asian students, uh, Hispanic students, black students. And it's just, for me, it was so normal just to, to know all that, to see the different races. But if you take into account that most of those people are locals really? and that, uh, you know, there's like a black community, uh, an Asian community, a uh, Hispanic community within the geography here in Las Vegas. So obviously those same kind of restaurants are going to be here. So, uh, it's not, you know, like as diverse as for example, LA with the food scene, just because LA has a lot of, has a head start with that, but you know, it's definitely growing. There's nothing, I believe there's nothing you can't find here in Vegas. You know, there's people from the South that, here and open restaurants and there's people from the east coast that come here and open restaurants so as the city is growing you know we're getting an nfl team it's uh yeah. the, the food scene grows as well so just as much as the you know las vegas is becoming a, one of the top tier cities so is the food scene so i do think yeah we we have the fine dining the big names the big chefs but we also have like the growing you know every day you know the mom and pop shop those those stores opening as well and, you know, food trucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like those are the real places that solidify it. Like, like when I think about like LA or New York, like they have the big chains and stuff, but I feel like the, the, the real, like, you know, where people are smart, you know, if they're regulars in New York or if they live there, they know about the, like the mom and pop shops are always the best, right? When they're the one, when they're the one of a kind and, you know, there's just a certain, you know, feel to it. And, you know, it just kind of attracts that, you know, certain type of people, people are looking to, you know, kind of get out of the mainstream and just kind of really enjoy good food and really, you know, respect and admire the atmosphere that they create there. And, you know, I, I, I imagine like, as you said, like Vegas is starting to build that up. People are starting to move out there. Obviously like it's a pretty, it seems like a pretty 
affordable place to live with like the, the tax incentives and things like that. And I, I mean, Vegas is definitely a growing market as sports be, starts be, to, to come there. And, uh, you know, gambling is becoming more and more normalized. Like it's not right. so like taboo a- anymore, especially sports yeah, gambling. And, you know, we, us people from Vegas, we want to keep that quiet as like Vegas being one of those places to, because we don't want people from California moving in oh. and, you know, buying houses and cash and yep. jacking up the price, yep. uh, the, the prices for the houses here. But no, definitely is uh, if, if I were from any other place, I would like to come to Vegas just as, you know, how people are moving to Texas right now because there's a you know, ton of land and a ton of opportunities there. Like right. it's just, you know, you go where the opportunity is and right now, California, especially Southern California, is very saturated with, oh, you know, yeah. people and, you know, houses and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, 100%. One of the main things about the about the food and, you know, going to a mom and pop shop is that a lot of the times those are the people that take risks with the menus. Yeah. For example, I have one of my buddies that owns Barcode, bar, Barcode bar Burgers here in Vegas that he, um, he had this lamb burger, like a New Zealand burger, and it was the most the my favorite burger i have wow. ever had uh so if anyone's there watching you know definitely check that out if you want the best burgers here in vegas in my opinion what's on it's, that burger that's that that intrigues me yeah yeah it's, it's a lamb burger and it had uh, a goat cheese i believe and some nice it, it wasn't too much it wasn't too overpowering but mm-hmm. it was just right on that's awesome that's yeah. awesome I, I'm, I'm gonna go i don't want to i have a bunch of questions here now they don't have to be quick hitters. If you want to elaborate, go for it. I'm gonna be. I feel like. Do you ever watch The Office? Are you a fan of The Office? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. I watched it too much. I would say. <laughs> okay, perfect. We're in the same boat then. If you can think back, remember when they go on the business trip and Michael's obsessed with all the information that the concierge has, and he just keeps asking questions. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be like me right now. You are concierge Marie, and I'm Michael Scott. But we're gonna do it with all these Vegas, all these Vegas questions. So, are you ready for this? Let's go. Let's All do right. it. I have a bunch written down here. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, first off, I want to ask, like, I, 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 I'm sure that you know this place. Dawson took us here. Um, this is a place that he always seems to go. And then when we did our um, Vegas formal for Lambda, when we went, I took uh, people were like, where should we go? I'm like, I know an awesome place. It's off the strip. Italian food. Batista's hole in the wall. No, I haven't, I haven't been there. <laughs> really? One? Okay, I think we yeah. found the one place you haven't been. So this is like, you know, maybe there's other places that I don't know of or whatever, but I just love this place because, you know, you come in, they have these huge menus on the wall. And, you know, for, you know, the, the, the 20, 25 buck meal, whatever it is, you get an awesome entree, but, you know, they bring out either a super salad, you know, they bring out red and white wine, like everything's included. It's a total bang for your buck. And those people, you're going on a, a formal you want to go to a nice place with good food and drinks all, and you can make it pretty affordable. Batista's hole in the wall. It's just off the strip. You can always get a table there. You know, it's real like classic Italian place. You know, there's all kinds of really cool pictures up on the wall and it's, you know, it's very dark in there. There's an ambiance to it. And it's just, um, it's just a really cool environment. It's almost like a, it's almost on the kind of like same level. I like it better and and inside more and the food than like a Buca de Beppo. Like in, Mm -hmm. you know, those are more, Cheney, like those are kind of everywhere, but, but it's yeah. kind of on that same type of, uh, vibe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you feel like, uh, you feel like a, like a cultural, you know, feeling when you walk in and you see a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I actually, that's been recommended to me so many times. I've just been slacking and yeah. I've never been there, but that's definitely uh, something on my list. Yeah. People got right when we were there, people, people were like, Oh my, like who recommended this place? And I got to raise my hand and be like, yeah, that would be right me. here. Right yeah. here. 
You are welcome. What it's I, awesome. What I love about Italian restaurants is that the portions that they give you are you know, pretty massive. So Incredible. You you really need like a, a coffee or some kind of energy drink after because the carb overload oh, is. Speaking real. of that, they all this is also included. Everything's included. They bring out um like the like a cappuccino and they do like the whipped cream. It's like a des- like it's a dessert. Like it is perfect. It really kind of like settles you. Like I, I'm so glad you that you talked about that because that's like my favorite part. I can't believe I was gonna forget about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I have a, one of my favorite uh, pizza places here is called Monzu, uh, and it's on the west side of town. They do that. They just give you like a, a little shot of espresso at the end because, mm. you know, you just ate a whole pizza. So it's just, it, it, it levels you back in. Yeah. So is there good pizza in Vegas? Because I've been, now, I've been, now I'm totally like, uh, I, I act like a pizza snob now because I watched the Barstool Pizza Reviews and then I went to New yeah. York City. <laughs> I, I went to a place, as I'm sure you know, being a foodie, you follow those, Portnoy, He's a very tough grader. And yeah. I went to a place that was a 9.3, so you know it's legit. Like, that's one of the highest scores ever. It's called Angelo's Pizza. It was incredible. Um, and it was legit that good. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best pizza. It, sorry, New York. When I went to New York City, it was in New York uh-huh. City. Angelo's Pizza 9.3 was legit. So and I've struggled to find a good, like, being out in Arizona. Maybe there aren't in, any, in Arizona. Vegas is a better food spot than Arizona in, in terms of diversity for sure. Are there good pizza spots out in Vegas that kind of have maybe that more authentic, like, because out West, we don't have, like, there's no, like, like, L.A. style pizza. Like, that's not a thing. Like, when we think pizza, we think Chicago style deep dish or the thin crust New York. Right. So uh, my favorite spot here in Vegas is not either of those styles. Oh, okay. It's It's a Napolitana pizzeria. So it's like a, it's like a super thin, Mm -hmm. it's like. Not, not even thin crust like, is that crunchy it's like you pick it up and everything just kind of yeah. like wobbles down yeah so they call it like a like a wet pizza yeah it's called it's set of bellows it's like legit my favorite spot here in vegas and uh they use just the quality ingredients that they use the flour that they use i think they use a, a flour called caputo or something like mm-hmm. that it is sensational it's like my favorite spot every time i tell another friend to go there and recommend it they love it as well um but yeah i would say just like New York, honestly, I've never had anything better than when I went to New York this past like this past year. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone that we do have that competition level. The you know the secret pizza stop, uh, uh, the secret pizza shop, and uh, at the Cosmopolitan, that's actually pretty good. Really? I wouldn't know. I was already kind of full that night um, when I went to go eat there. I thought it was great. I just wouldn't I wouldn't dare to really compare it to the good spots yeah. that I went to in New York. Yeah, gotcha. Now, th- that's interesting. Good for the Cosmopolitan because that's sort of a newer spot. So for them to have yeah. maybe a, a pizza gem in there, because I certainly don't think pizza when I'm anywhere west of Chicago, honestly. So that's uh, yeah. th- that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then because it's like at the Cosmopolitan, you would think that it's more like a cookie cutting kind of uh, right. place, but it was actually pretty good. Oh. That's that's the thing about you know when it comes to food is. Just because the appearance of a place may give you a certain image, it doesn't mean that the food is not great. Um, For example, if you, or for example, if there's someone that isn't from that ethnicity making that kind of Mm. food, you would think that it's not. So a white guy can make a better taco than I can, honestly, but you just, just because you walk up to a place and it's, you know, owned by someone other than Mexicans and they're making Mexican food, doesn't mean that it's going to be bad, but... You know, it's always like a hit and miss. And yeah. at the Cosmopolitan, I tried a pretty good, like, New York-style pizza. 
Nice. So I would definitely recommend it. Well, well, that well, that's why you have your channel because people can go check it out. They're like, can I go to this place? Like, this white guy can't make this Mexican food or this pizza or whatever. But if it's on yeah. Vegas, must try. You guys trust George? Boom, you give it a try. <laughs> Life changing experience. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, let's get into some of these questions now because I'm really I'm gonna be take I I'm taking notes, man. I'm not gonna because when I come back to Vegas, I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be ready. Um, so oh so uh. Which hotel do you think? Now we're talking about. I don't. I just don't want it to be top heavy. Like we're thinking about sports, right? Like you, basketball fan at all? Yeah, no, actually, that's kind of like the only sport that I actually like. Okay, right. So you can have like a like a. You understand what I'm saying? Like a top heavy lineup. Maybe you have like two stars, right? And that's great, but it kind of falls off after that. I yeah. want to know the hotel that has the best food. Like would have like the best starting five, like top to bottom, you know, maybe it's a price range or they just have like, they have a solid like three or four places, maybe not just one good place at a bunch of like, okay places on the strip. Like which hotel do you think has like the best food spots that are not like food court, fast food places? Yeah. All right. And man, man, this might sound a little cliche, but I believe as a cosmopolitan, they have, I believe over maybe like 20 restaurants there. Wow. You can get something as easy as like, they have a, a little food court there, right? Like the block 16, something as cheap as that. Or you can go into like a, a really extravagant place like SDK that you have to make reservations. You know, there's always like a party going on there. Yeah. And uh, there's not so much fine dining. It's more for like millennials like us. Yeah. And, you know, there's some, some pretty expensive spots and some really cheap spots. So if I had to choose only one spot to go and eat, it would definitely be there. Uh, other than that, you know, if money wasn't an issue because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cheap with my food. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't want the server treating me like a king. I just want like the some food, food right away. Yeah. Uh, but if it wasn't, maybe I would go to eat like the Venetian probably mm-hmm. or, or the wind. Yeah. The, the finance there. I just keep hearing great things about, yeah. uh, you know all, all that section of the strip which it's not really my forte but you know it's you can't go wrong with any of those spots nice nice okay now quick question about the cosmopolitan they have they're the one they have the uh balconies right yeah it's basically every room has like a nice was like, that place did i hear or did i read am i correct did that place originally was that supposed to be a condo and it didn't go well and they decided to make it a hotel is there any truth to that I don't know about that, but because the uh, there used to be another building there. Okay. Uh, when when they started building the city center, and they were like halfway into it, and they brought it all down. Gotcha. They, they, they they took it apart. Wow. Um, it also caught on fire. I don't know if you remember. No, I did not. No. <laughs> oh yeah, if you look at some pictures online, uh, something happened, and I think that they were key pool, I believe, and it just caught on fire. And like, if you were driving down the strip, you saw like just a giant. Uh, black smoke. It was crazy. It was, oh they had to had to shut down everything. I, um, I believe I had some friends that worked at the at the um, at the Bubba Gump mm-hmm. that's right across the street uh, at the Planet Hollywood, and yeah. you know they had a huge balcony that right across the street from the marquee, and they yeah. had to like evacuate essentially because all the smoke was coming inside. Oh so it's yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, I was about to say because that's a that has to be like is it five, like is it any older than five years old? I mean, it's a super that's a super new building, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I believe uh, the whole city center started getting built like eight years ago or something yeah. like that, maybe nine at most. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I guess, yeah, nine or 10 because of COVID, you know, right. just yeah. <laughs> it runs things over. 
Right. Now, how, now one place, now this brings up, I'm getting other questions that pop into my head. You know, one place that I was at the last time I was in, or not the last time I was in Vegas, but when I was there for Dawson's birthday in May, one place I was really impressed with that they, they totally re- re- renovated everything was the Palms. The Palms is gorgeous. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, no, yeah, I, I remember what it used to look money like. into that. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have a, a, you know what? That's an actual, another good place to to go eat. Yeah, and that's They're, off of the strip, right? Just off of the strip? Yeah, I believe it's on um, Flamingo. It's about mm-hmm. maybe a mile away from the strip. Right. And they poured a lot of money into that project, into like reviving it. Stations Casinos, which is like the locust casinos here in Vegas, they bought that over and, you know, they remodeled it. They gut everything and they put new machines, new restaurants and stuff. Uh, one thing, though, they opened a nightclub there called Chaos. Yeah, because that place, every time I've had friends there, like Chaos, 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 that's like the hot spot. Well, it closed. Like for good? Very, and I, like, you know, no pun intended, there was Chaos when it closed <laughs> because I had – also somebody's oh, somebody's that worked there and they literally had their whole like schedule planned out with a bunch of artists and stuff like that and it closed from one weekend to the next no warning no nothing so people were freaking out i think there was a class class action suit uh, oh. against them there's a lot of rumors as to what happened i don't think it's very public uh necessarily but you know people were saying that the guy who was you know the, the talent acquisition guy was really stealing from the top mm. uh but I don't know. And then there's other people that saying that the Fertitas, which are the owners of the, uh, I believe they're still the owners of, you know, Stations Casinos, they use it as a tax write-off because mm. they sold the UFC. So they were going to have to pay a lot in taxes. So they just invested all the money into chaos. There's a lot of rumors, honestly. I have no idea what is true, uh, but I just know that it closed. And, you know, they had artists like Marshmallow, Cardi B, you know, Bad Bunny. They had a bunch of people back to back and everyone's like, how the hell did they, where did they pull this much money? to steal all the artists from like EBC from Hakkasan and just put them, lump them onto one in, in the first year. So I think uh, maybe that was a plan all along, you know, to just flush as much money as you can and then worry about the consequences later. But they definitely ended up closing. So now, you know, the whole area there is vacant. There's just nothing happening there. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Cause I had, um, when I was there, I had some friends that I knew that were staying over there and I got to go over there and they, you know, they, I, I never went to chaos, but they talked about it. And then when I was in the hotel, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is, this is great. Yeah. It's a, yeah. As soon as you walked in, you were, you know, uh, greeted by this giant headless yep. statue of this guy that was like, I think they were imported from like Europe or something like that. It's yeah. a, I forgot the name of it. It was like the devil something or something like that, but I mean, I guess it's time to clean that up or yeah. something because the Palms itself has never, it was like really big back when, you know, they had some kind of partnership with Playboy back in you oh, know, the yeah. early 2000s, I believe. Uh, but it's just a tricky location. You have to mm-hmm. you know drive an hour away or an, a mile away from the strip and you can't walk anywhere else after you kind of just have to stay there and yeah. Uber or taxi back to the strip if you want to do anything else. Right. So it's kind of tricky. I, uh, I would, I don't think it's a good move to necessarily pour all that money into there because to me, it's almost like, it's like right in between a locals casino and a freaking, you know, a, a tourist attraction. So right. it's, it's hard to lean into either of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, which place on the strip has the best food court? Ooh, food, food courts aren't great to, to begin with. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're, we're yeah. looking, I'm talking, we're getting the answers for the cheapos out there that are just going to eat Sabaro yeah. pizza and Earl of sandwich all week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's say, uh, maybe it, it depends. Like if you're in a convention, the Mandalay Bay has mm -hmm. a really good food court right at the, in front of like the shark reef and all the convention center. So yeah. it could be there, you know, um, okay. The, the Mirage doesn't have one. Uh, Planet yeah, Hollywood uh, has a bunch. What was that? I said Planet Hollywood. They have a bunch of places, don't they? Because they have like the yeah. whole mall wall or the Magnificent Mile or whatever it is in there. They're right, they're right like by the entrance. They have like right. a, a cool little spot right there next yeah. to the PBR Rock Bars and Earl of yeah. Sandwich right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, mm -hmm. Which place has the best breakfast buffet? Best breakfast. I would have to go with the with the wind probably. Yeah. Oh, and then a, a cool little fun fact that maybe a lot of people don't know, there's something called the Sterling Brunch. Mm. It's only it's only on Sundays and it's located at the Valleys and it's like all you can eat, lobster, you know, it's all kind of seafood, all king, crab, everything you can think of, but it is like $120 a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can only, you have to make reservations like a month in advance. Wow. Uh, and they only say like, I think 30 people at most. Yeah. I think it's a bar on most days. Wow. And on Sundays they shut everything down in that little area and it's all you can eat seafood. That's incredible. I agree with you with the wind though. I've done, I was treated to the wind breakfast buffet once and it was like 9am and I'm eating pancakes and prime rib and sushi <laughs> and oysters. And I had like 14 key lime pie shooters. Like they had everything. It was the, gr I was in heaven and it, and the whole place is like, 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 like it's like an atrium almost. There's like all these cool, yeah, like chandeliers and uh, you know, the, the sun, like the natural light that comes in in the morning. It is, I mean, it's beautiful. It was like nothing I'd never seen. And then the food is out of this world. Yeah, no, it's a, it's either that or the Buckingham for any, you know, buffets best of, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely anything that the wind's names attached to is always going to be top tier. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, which place would you go to? Which restaurant, whatever it is that has the best sushi? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I actually like to answer this question because I like to plug these guys. Yeah. Uh, but Koma Sushi. Yeah. Which is not, it's not on this, it was off this trip. I don't know if, that, if that's what you meant. No, for uh, sure. Koma anyway. Sushi has, you know, a really good balance between, you know, just regular, you know, rolls and then you have your sashimi and stuff like that. You know, nice selection of sake. Uh, so definitely, Koma is my favorite spot. Uh, and, you know, if I wanted to go for nigiri, I would do Sushi Neko. Okay. Uh, that, that place, uh, also in Chinatown, somewhere around there. Uh, it's it's great. So definitely recommend that one. Very cool. What about best steakhouse? Steakhouse. Ooh. I don't do much steakhousing, but I like Laurie's. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? Um, Herbs and Rye. Okay. Urban Rye is a local spot here. They have a sister company um, on Flamingo. But Herbs and Rye has probably the best happy hour in town. You know, really good deals on a steak and really amazing uh, cocktails. So I would definitely, uh, 
Spanish law race, you know, you can go that anywhere. <laughs> uh, right, definitely check that out if you want to experience really like how Vegas feels like. Perfect. Now, which place has, um, maybe it's not the most popular, but which, I don't know how much uh, clubbing that you do or anything like that, but which place do you think has the most fun nightclub like for just like the average person, someone, you know, do, who doesn't have a table, maybe not a hookup, maybe they're just going and they're going to be, you know, just kind of a regular person within this nightclub. Which place do you think is the best, you know, has cool drinks, um, obviously every, everywhere is expensive, but maybe a place that isn't too crowded and they're actually able to like enjoy themselves and move around a little bit just with like a group of, group of friends. Mm -hmm. So are we talking day club or nightclub? Um, let's, let's do both. Let's start with day club and then do nightclub. So when it comes to nightclubs, I honestly, I, I would have said chaos before, yeah. you know, with like the chaos night swim, but that's funny. They build a dome and they closed like the week <sighs> after. So it's yeah. funny. Um, anyway, but since that's out of the picture, uh, nightclubs, I definitely think you need a table to have the proper amount of fun. Right. But if not, if I were a tourist, I would like to go to Omnia. Yeah. Just because it's a, you get it. You get a nice visual, you know, stimulant just by seeing how beautiful everything is laid out. You know, it's a, it's not the biggest place, but you know, just when you see the DJ, you see just how everything is lit up. I, I think the Omnia is a, it's a really cool place to just go watch, right? Yeah. Like I tell people to go to EDC, even if you don't like that kind of music or a lot of people, it's like something you should experience and and, and watch. So yeah. I would definitely go with Omnia. And then for day club, I would say EBC. Um, I, I would have said rehab, you know, back in like the old right. rehab day. Rehab was just massive place. Yeah. Like for three football fields. Uh, but EBC is probably the, the biggest now, maybe. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's they have their stuff together there. You know, everyone, you know, everyone's like really good looking, all of the, the busters and servers and stuff like that. And they have like nice presentations. And it's yeah. just like a really spaced out uh, little area. And um, the just the pools itself, they're, they're, they're really nice. It's it's a cool place to not have a table. Although I would always, you know, oh, yeah. I would always advise always to try and find advise. Hookup, at least at least a discount. You know, you yeah. can ask someone like, "Hey, can we do a two for one bottle or something like that?" Just yeah. just shoot your shot. We see what happens. Yeah, and then so when you so for the people that don't know, you know us regulars, right? We know what you're talking about. <laughs> EBC Encore, Encore Beach Club, which is at the Win, correct? Yes. And then Omnia is at Caesars. No, it's a uh, Encore. Oh, Encore. Okay, the win and Encore, they're, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. 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 For people who don't know, win and then Encore literally is basically win too. They're the same thing. They're it, right there. It's the, uh, the Encore, let's do it again. Yes. I'm pretty sure another reference for people who are still puzzled in their head. I'm pretty sure it was in one of the opening shots of The Hangover, and I'm pretty sure the win was up and the Encore was being built, if I'm remembering that movie correct. Oh, yeah. You know what? I never thought about that. <laughs> You're right. Dude, that, I reference everything with movies and pop culture. That's like how my head works. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and I, I love the, I just love the look, like, and it's just so cool, like the win. It's just literally, the guy's last name is Win, and the logo is literally just his signature. Like, that's it. Like, it's, it, it's simple, and it's, and you know what? They make up for everything else with just being awesome and everything is just everything's just beautiful it's it doesn't feel like too much there's a lot going on but it's not like too much it's just awesome mm -hmm. yeah no they have they have really good branding and really good execution on on the things that they do i sound like a fanboy i like you know i like mgm yeah you know properties more but you know there's you, 
you can't really deny how great they are. Oh yeah, for sure. Did they at one time, maybe they still do, did they have like a golf course right there? Yeah, I think so. They had like a, they had plans to build like a lake. That's what I back. thought they were going to build like a, they... like an actual lake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, crazy. No, it's wild. <laughs> oh my God. Is the golf course still there or were they, cause I, I thought the plan was like they had an 18 hole golf course and maybe they were going to make it a nine or move it and put in the lake or I don't know. Think, was that all talked? Did that any of that happen? To be honest, I'm not quite sure, but I think there's still a golf course behind that whole area. I didn't know if it was attached to them or not, but yeah. yeah. Gotcha. That's crazy. Yeah. That place is awesome. We did a cabana um, at Encore. It was terrific. And I've been inside of Omnia and there's two levels to Omnia, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, 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 I think there's like a hip hop room as well. Like yeah, there's like stuff. two different rooms. Cause when I went in there, I'm like, Oh, but like what, this is it. And then I went into like the big room and I was like, really taken back i'm like this is cool there's like things flying out of the sky and it looks like yeah they have like those plates that just spin around yeah stuff it almost looks cool. like being inside of a you know like you're in an aquarium or something it's almost like being in one of those like observatories or one of those rooms where you lean back and you get like the star this like star show or it's an aquarium and you're like it's like the deep sea like show and there's like 3d it's <laughs> like it was just, it was like a trip, man. It was, it was really, I was just like really taken back. It was, I was like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, whoa. Just yeah, looking around. No, so that's, that's one of the sucky things about living here is that sometimes you become desensitized to how freaking amazing things are here in Vegas. Like just seeing the buildings and seeing, you know, nightclubs and restaurants yeah. and stuff like that. You just kind of take it for granted. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just, you just drive down the 15, you look at the, at the strip and you're like, oh crap, like, you know, this is crazy. You know, people save up a whole you know a year's worth of income to come here yeah. and like spend it and i'm just here driving around like oh, i'm gonna go to the mall like yeah whatever yeah so speaking of that let's say a couple of buddies right whether it's a girl's trip guy's trip whatever they're gonna be coming out to vegas they got some money squared away but you know they're not looking to totally break the bank they want to stay on the strip what are some tips what are some like suggestions that you have to put together a good trip? You know, what what's a good place to stay that's on the strip that has, you know, a place where you can go out and gamble, but it's not going to be, you know, $25 just to play roulette or, you know, a place that has some good restaurants that are, you know, going to be a step up from wherever they're coming from, but you know, they're not going to be going to Hell's Kitchen and paying, you know, 500 bucks or something crazy like that, maybe even more and maybe um you know, in, in like a nightclub that they could that they could go to that's not going to break the bank. What do you think would be like, like what would you put together? What would you suggest to people, um, you know, that want to put together sort of a, a budget Vegas trip, but they don't want to feel like they're holding back too much, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, so um, I would definitely tr tell them to don't shoot for the upper tier and don't shoot for the lower tier because you're going to be either, you know, not being able to spend any money on anything you do or being stuck with like family of 10, you know, people yeah. that are just really annoying. So like the bottom ones, in my opinion, are like, and it's not just my opinion. So it's Excalibur, Luxor, you know, like uh, Circus Circus, yeah. avoid that at all costs. I've been <laughs> there. The, I can still feel the cigarette smoke in my face. Just yeah, from Circus yeah. Circus. Yeah, the, the carpets from like the 1980s. Yes, it's, it looks like I'm about to be murdered in there. No offense to yeah. Circus Circus. They have a great little... When I was in eighth grade, it was great to ride all the roller coasters yeah. and everything. And it was great for my parents <laughs> that aren't crazy, but whatever. Yeah. So I, I would definitely go to like, maybe like a Pony Hollywood type of tier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously the city center is a little bit, a little expensive, but just go for that. And 
uh, in my opinion, try and get, if you don't mind not eating as well, you know, eat at a food court and then spend yeah. your money at a club. Or yeah. if you like clubbing more than you like eating, for example, you know, try and get a hookup and, or if you like eating more then you know, just try and get a hookup somewhere, see if you can get free tickets or the two for one on, on somewhere, you know, maximize your, your alcohol spending by just sitting on a, on a machine, putting $20 and waiting for a cocktail waitress to come by, always tip them. And, yes. uh, uh, yeah, and make sure you have a whole planned out schedule of where you're going to eat and for how much. Yeah. Also, if you book through a lot of like search engines, they are like um, like Travelocity or TripAdvisor, stuff like that. There's always deals. So you kind of have to not be lazy and look for the deals that, that you want. If you download apps like MyVegas, for example, I, I believe that's the MGM version of it. They have deals. So you just kind of play online. You play like... I don't know, like some reels games and you start accumulating points. So on your free time, if you're planning on coming to Vegas and you have like two months to spare, start playing those games because you might end up like, you know, collecting enough points to be able to get like 25% off at a restaurant or, you know, one night free stay or something, depending on how many points you have. So it's definitely something to look into. Nice. Also, um, look into what's it called, like Groupon and stuff like that. Yeah. I know it's kind of, played out because it's so saturated with spas and stuff like that. But you can definitely catch some really good deals and experiences there. Are, do dive bars exist in Vegas? Are there places that are kind of underground that, you know, you, you, you wouldn't know that they're, you know, you would kind of miss them if you didn't know that you were there where, you know, you can go there, have a beer, a shot or whatever. And it's just, and it's not going to be too bad. You know, places like good happy hours, kind of unknown places. Yeah, definitely. I would suggest everyone to go to downtown Las Vegas. We have a pretty good bar scene. Uh, I would say downtown Las Vegas is very much like other downtowns and other places, but, you know, a little bit more cracked out and just some crazy people. Yeah. So I don't mean like downtown Las Vegas when where the canopy is, where the Fremont experience is. Yeah. It's right after that. Then we okay. have the local bars. And when you walk in there, you know, you can probably see me and some of my friends just somewhere in there Yeah. because um, it's just nice. You know, you go bar hopping and if you go a little bit further out, maybe like half a mile, that whole area has like dive bars there one of my nice. favorite ones um one of my favorite bars there is atomic liquors there's like nothing but locals there it's too far for people to walk yeah uh but it's still close enough for that the people that are already in the, the cool downtown part of las vegas and we can you know we can go there and meet out there great place great food and uh it just has like a cool little you know like a biker you know kind yeah. of gothy vibe that nice. you can just drink a beer and love it you know, just spend the night there. If I were to ask you what the official drink of the strip is, like the tourist drink, you know, that we're, you know, cause all, there's all those places that are there alongside. And what, what's awesome about Vegas is you can just pretty much beer, daiquiri, anyway. bet, like you, you can just drink walking around like those Vegas rules are different in Vegas. It's like international waters. So like mm -hmm. if I were to say, based on what you see the most, what would be like that official drink of the tourists that's walking up and down the strip, just like people watching and marveling at all the sights. Yeah. A main sign that someone's a tourist is that they have, they have a fat Tuesday hanging from their neck. <laughs> they have definitely a daiquiri. And I mean, I don't blame them, right? It's, yeah. it's great, but it's uh, it's so much sugar that it's going to end up oh, yeah. messing you up more the next day. But definitely, you know, people are walking around with their little, you know, little yard sticks, just devouring yeah. those. So Definitely, if you see someone wearing a, a Fat Tuesday as a as one of those promoters, you know to approach them because yeah. you know they're not from here. Right. 
So mm. what's the deal with promoters? Because you see them all around, and I feel like now we're just conditioned. Like anything that sounds even remotely too good to be true, we just like that's a scam, right? Now, do some mm -hmm. of those things work out? Because some people approach and it's just like, you know, if you give us our information, like we can get you in without a cover charge if you, because, you know, because they have to make sure as popular as these places are, they just want to make sure that, you know, these places are filled, especially before kind of the, the, the big like spender people who come later in the night that, that it's filled and, and they're walking into an environment that's like ready to go. So if someone's like with Omnia, for example, and they want to take down like your name, e email, phone number, and they say, hey, Make sure that you're in line. You show up before 9:30. We'll get you in no cover charge. Are those things legit? Like, what are all those things about? They're legit to a certain extent because you, you can only trust them so much, right? Yeah. Um, some of these guys are just there to get names and to 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 get bodies in there, and and they get paid per person that walks in. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not always full of shit, but to be honest. I would say to just go straight. If you want to go to Omnia, just go right in front of Omnia. If they're going to be open that day, there's usually someone there at yeah. least getting people on a guest list. And they work kind of like the same way as the promoters outside. Um, if, for example, they tell you, hey, you know what? I can get you to see Steve Aoki tonight. If they tell you something that's too good to be true, and just, yeah, just, just say your name. You'll just be there before 10. You're going to get there and you're going to find out that you have to pay you know, you're going to come all dressed up, right? You and your, and your homie and your, your, your girlfriends are going to come dressed up to, to go see Steve Aoki for free because some yeah. guy on the strip told you. Right. And he got your name. You kind of, you decided to trust him. And then they're going to tell you, hey, you know what? Um, it's, you know, $90 for guys, you know, $50 for women. And you're all dressed up. You're like, ah, oh, you know, might as well do it. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you don't want to get stuck on that. You want to make sure you go, you go to a legit guy. Anyone on the strip is usually, in my opinion, not trustworthy. So yeah. I'd rather go straight to the source. If you see a guy in a suit in front of, uh, I don't know, Hakkasan, you can probably trust that guy gotcha. more than, you know, the guy with the backwards hat, you know, running around like crazy, approaching strange. That's standing right so, at the Bellagio. It's like a give and take, honestly. Yeah. Your, your best judgment, but I would always say to go straight to the source. Gotcha. Okay, I want to wrap up with this. You're a legit food person. You're a foodie. You talk about this stuff. I want to know because I've tried it before when I came out west. There's a lot of hype about it. You're from out there. You're from out in that area. So obviously, you've had it before. You know it. You're aware. In and out. I think it's grossly overrated. <laughs> I can't stand it. I've given it a fair chance. I've I've tried it three times. I've tried different things on the menu. Um, you know, I've, I've tried the fries a couple different ways. I, I, I feel like I've given it a fair shot and I still think it's terrible. Please tell me you agree. I agree with you to, to a certain extent. Okay. Um, something that I would tell you is next time you go, if you ever, you know, are forced to order a cheeseburger or a double, double mustard fried. They, what is it they add mustard to the patty and then they fry it with it. So it has an extra, you know, depth of flavor. Mm, okay. I might and like pickles. that. I must be yeah, pickles to it. And uh, I always get it with grilled onions. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, but it still has that same cookie cutting in and out flavor. For example, if you go to McDonald's, it doesn't matter what burger you get or what little sandwich you get. They all taste the same. Yeah. Same thing is true with in and out, right? Everything kind of tastes the same. Uh, mustard fried is only something it's, it's what I get when, you know, 
Yeah. I, I need to go. There's something to eat there. The line is not too long. I'm going to go eat there. Yeah. But I definitely, I, I'm on your side. And it now is uh, overrated. And yeah. as a, as a local here from Vegas, that I've yeah. known nothing but in and out. Right. I don't know what other places, you know, in Ohio, you guys have like Whataburger or. Uh, no, we don't have that, but you know, and it's kind of tough to compare because they're, you know, because, okay, first off for in and out. Now I will say this in their defense, like I understand it, the product for the price, because the price is not that much. It is legit you know, yep. for, for what it is. But what throws me off is, and it, it's mainly the fries. Cause I love a good French fry. And when mm -hmm. I grow up out here, we have a lot of five guys. Now it's more expensive, but we have the, you know, the, the fresh cut Idaho potato French fries. Yeah. And when you're, when you're growing up used to having fresh cut legit fries and there's a thickness to them because the in and out ones, even if you get them plain, I always feel, you know, they're so flimsy. It's almost like they're soggy and they could, there could be nothing. They could be fresh and nothing yeah. on them and the you fries are bad them right away or else they become mush exactly exactly it's like trying to eat you know you know during in august you know you, you grab an ice cream cone it's like trying to eat it before it melts all over your hand right like you got to get to it fast mm -hmm. um i'm not a, i'm not a big fry guy but to, to that point five guys over in and out any day yeah as, and, and as so, yeah and same with the burgers there's more the yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the Five Guys Burger, you know, I, I try not to compare because it's a different price level. There's way more customization and, you know, specialty with Five Guys. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know how Five Guys could really survive if they had in and out lines that are a mile long, you know, all the time. That's just like not the, you know, they're a little bit different in that way, even though they're both, they would still both be fast food, even though Five Guys can be a little bit more sit down. But I just, and the other thing that throws me off with in and out I know I'm rambling here, but you know, every girl that comes out to Arizona State because, you know, they're transplants. So all the girl, all the people that come out from Chicago, you know, they have to get their Instagram picture, you know, drinking the, you know, the five guys thing. And that just drives me nuts, too. I just think it's so basic and ridiculous. Like, you do your thing. I'm not going to hate, like, free country, do whatever. But that just yeah. adds to my, like, in and out, like, hate. And I just love building it up because I get trashed for it because everyone that's local loves it. Most people. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not alone. There's some of us are out there uh, that, that support you. We want to do it quietly, though, because you're closeted. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. No, yeah, it's like it's like a grown up McDonald's. It's like, okay, so you don't go to McDonald's anymore, but you go to In and Out. It's the same thing. You want you want the hat, too? Like, is that? Yeah. Is that what you are saying? Yeah, you, you want socks with your fries and shake? Like, like you got to get it all, man. If you're going to be a frat star, like, you have to have In and Out socks. Might as well. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I, I don't, I don't ride with that. No, no. Well, that's the difference between a guy and a frat who has self-respect and a frat star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, it's what betweens, uh, it's what separates the, uh, the, the men and the boys, you know? That's right. That's exactly right. Um, okay. Glad. I'm just, you know, I was really nervous to ask that question. Cause if you would have beat me down, I would have been, you know, I'd have been no, a little upset. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Unless it's that in and out is the greatest thing ever. Then you're just wrong. You're in a safe space here, man. Love it. Love wait, it. Wait, on that note, pineapple and pizza? You know, so he, I love mm -hmm. pineapple and I will do pineapple on pizza. But like I said, ever since I started following the Barstool Pizza Reviews and had the New York pizza, I've become a pizza snob. And it's and I rarely defer from just a regular cheese pizza or a margarita to get, mm -hmm. especially yeah, if I'm having a pizza for the first time. If I've had like my local pizza place, like I've had that a bunch if I want to go, if I want to like get some pizza and like mix it up, I'll do like a buffalo chicken pizza because I know they make it really good. And I've had the plain cheese a bunch of time. But if I'm trying to place for the first time and, or, or if I'm at a legit pizza spot, 
I'll just go with the, the, you know, the, it's basically just like the, the blank canvas. Give me the basic, give me the cheese, margarita, whatever you have. I feel like that's how you give it a fair evaluation. But, uh, let's say Super Bowl party, you know, you go to everybody's house, they have Hawaiian pizza is the only one that's left. I'll eat it. No, no okay. issue for me. That, that, that's what I think. I think, I think it actually works well. Those flavors do pretty good, but if yeah. I had to choose, I would do, you know, Margarita, just sausage, plain cheese. Yeah. Or, you know, but yeah, okay. We're on the same page, yeah. man. Similar taste yeah. buds. Yeah, love it. Because at the end of the day, if you're at a Super Bowl party, you're not getting a bunch of, you know, boxes of, you know, Angelo's pizza. You're getting, you know, yeah. Domino's or, you know, whatever the local place is, you know, something that's, you know, like, because no pizza's that bad, right? Like, yeah. and, and if pizza, all they have pizza. left is, you know, a Hawaiian pizza, I'm not going to be like, who am I to be like, Absolutely not. Like, no way. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. Where's the, the owner of the house? <laughs> yes. Who is running this shindig? This is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, for sure. Dude. Oh, George, dude, this has been so much fun. I feel like I've learned so much. The listeners have learned so much. I can't wait to get back out to Vegas. I have all this new information. I can't wait till, you know, things are a little bit more back to normal and I'm able to put all into this, uh, all into practice. So I yeah. can't appreciate uh the, the time enough uh before we wrap up just be sure to plug all your stuff again the food truck instagram youtube all that stuff so people can check out your stuff yeah so you guys can find anything vegas related for on vegas must try on youtube facebook instagram and the same thing goes for our personal project of food truck uh, it's raging tacos lv on facebook instagram and um and youtube we actually have a youtube channel too Oh, nice. um, which is uh, kind of cool yeah no just uh check it out uh if you're in vegas come by and say hi to the food truck if not if you have any questions about vegas in general hit me up if i don't know the answer i'll direct you the right way anyway that's right george got the hookup he knows where to send you all right thanks george again so much thank you so much brother you have a good day thanks man you too